right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 262, and this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I have to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at AnchorLess underscore 81. And Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw01. And as always, you can write our show at the old school Gmail account of PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share this show with all your gaming friends. Make sure you leave comments. Help the algorithms get this podcast into other people's ears. Rate our podcast, all those good things, if you like what you're listening to. And as a reminder, we're a video podcast as well. So if you don't want to just hear us talk about video games, you can go to that YouTube address I gave you earlier and just watch every show um, that we have done in a long time so you can go watch us talk about video games and it's all fancy pants for you too so make sure you subscribe to that and newer in a long time listeners we have a patreon patreon is obviously a site where people can throw a dollar or two to creators that they appreciate and they enjoy sometimes they get extra content bonus content in our situation we don't give you anything bonus but it's your way of telling us thank you it's only one dollar a month we appreciate it sometimes the episodes go early for patrons of the show but we cannot always promise that usually weekly you get it a day early so head over to patreon.com slash ps this is awesome and you can become a one dollar patron of this show and what we do give you is actually a free uh die cut vinyl sticker that you can hang on your fridge or stick on your skateboard whatever the hell you're doing with your life um put it up at work on your desk and uh, we'll give you a shout-out on our show as well. So there's always the Patreon. We've been doing it for a year now, and uh, we have a few patrons, and uh, I'd like to get those numbers up. So if you do like the show, please, please, please head over and show your love and support if you can. If not, we're not offended. But uh, with that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Just, uh, I don't know, busy as ever, trying to get through the day, but doing Okay, I'm. I'm. I wish the days were longer. I guess that's all I'll say. Yeah, no. Understood. It seems like I don't really get to relax on the weekends anymore, mm-hmm. which is really frustrating. Yeah, but I am generally pretty happy. I mean, I got to smash some shit with a hammer today, which was kind of cool. <laughs> Although my eardrums kind of hurt now because I wasn't wearing ear protection, which was not cool. Yeah. Always wear ear protection, fellas, and eye protection, especially. When, when you're not you're sure if you should or shouldn't, you should just do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my rule of thumb these days. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Do I need to wear gl- eyeglasses for this? And then inevitably, anytime I lean towards, nah, I don't, I don't want to go fucking find them or I don't want to go. You know what I mean? Something will get in my eye. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, goddamn, I should have worn them. Or the ears thing, like you said. Yeah, 100%. Go to a concert. If you're doing loud shit, running a sander or a grinder or, you know, even hammering shit. Um, yeah, you're going to be thankful that you put in uh, some sort of earplugs or something, um, even though it doesn't seem like you need to. I see I see older people mowing the lawn with earplugs. And uh, those big... Dude, I wear, ear, I wear big earmuffs when I mow the lawn. fucking wild. I listen to music. I mean... My mower is really loud, mm-hmm. but I I have big earmuffs that have Bluetooth speakers in them. Oh, that's nice. So, like, it it basically, with those and my 
Um, also wear safety glasses when I mow the lawn too and gloves. And, uh, yeah, man, it's nice. You just throw on a podcast or, uh, or music or a book or something and just kind of drive around the yard. It's fucking cool. Yeah. But, uh, I, I guess this probably isn't the home improvement podcast, but wear earplugs and eye protection people. Yeah, it's do important. It. Do it. And, uh, tell your parents we told you so. And, uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, me, nothing's going on. I had my first hero quest board game night on Friday. It went well. Uh, we had a, per, a new, a new person that has never played hero quest. And they absolutely had a blast. and uh, That's cool. Yeah, dude. So we got another one on board. And uh, so we're going to keep that going, try to roll it every week if possible. I mean, I'm okay with having different people play every week. I just want to get through the fucking campaign. I paid all this money for this game. I just want to enjoy it myself. And I can't do it without other people. So if you can't show up, you can't show up. But if you can, you got a seat. First come, first serve. And that's how I'm running it. And, uh, yeah, Friday was a good time, man. They, uh, the I had two. Well, we had three, but then one had to go. But uh, this... The, the two that I had um, were able to each play two different character builds. One was a rogue, which is a new character uh, that Hasbro created um, with the advent of the re-release of the game. And uh, way overpowered for some of these early missions. Like, fucking ridiculously. Uh, can walk through monsters. Can fucking double attack. All kinds of crazy shit. It's a great character. Good one to start with. Because um, that game can be challenging. And then we had a knight, which was kind of fun, kind of like the defensive character to protect the people around him. And then we had your standard wizard and elf. And uh, they defeated Varag in the uh, in the dungeon. Yeah, um, by Felmar's tomb. So, fantastic. Nobody died. Everybody wants to come back that played. So, uh, keep this ball rolling, my friend. Nice. Yeah. So, nothing else is going on, really, uh, on my end. I My finger is just about at 100%. So... Back to the gaming chalkboard, and I think Mass Effect 3 is where it's out, although I did forget that Resident Evil 4 Remake comes out soon. Um, completely forgot Pretty quickly, that. yeah. But I think I'm going to jump into Dead Space uh, as time permits. I still have to do vocals this weekend. I keep putting that shit off. We had a band meeting. We figured out what we're doing with artwork for the record. Have not yet heard anything about the Cyberpunk song, and it doesn't appear that anybody else who submitted a song has heard either, so we're just still just waiting to hear what the fuck they're doing with this. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've got my uh, cathedral all printed off finally for Cursed City. That's been a little thing I've been working on the side. Um, I wish that uh, – I, I don't know. It's really hard. We have – I know one Black Talon was really interested in 3D printing. And I don't think you're going to be able to tell if I hold it up to the camera at this point. So I'm not even going to show you. But um, part of the cathedral was done on an FDM printer my friend owns. And the other part was done on my resin printer. But that's about it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I've just been kind of relaxing. I started a Netflix series called The Recruit. I have one episode left, and um, eh, yeah, I've seen better series. But you know, kind of when you get four episodes in, you only have four left. You're like I'll just fucking see this thing through, see where it goes. <laughs> you know, you've already invested the time. So, but we're not here to talk about that, Jake. We're here to talk about video games. And as I said, my finger is back. And uh, healed pretty much to the point where it, there's no pain on the on the ends of it. So um, I'm going to start playing some games, but I have not yet played. I have not played anything um, at all since last podcast. It's been a very much Hero Quest game night kind of orchestrate. Uh, I've got some job stuff going on, and then doing uh, whatever band stuff, music stuff. So I've not allocated any time to gaming this past week, and. Uh, 
The listeners tell me we shouldn't feel bad, bad about that, and we'll get to that in listener feedback. But uh, what have you been playing? Uh, nothing new here. Just playing Mass Effect, getting my uh, getting my run out of the way. Um, you know, it's weird, and we'll talk about this when we do the... I think, honestly, once you play Mass Effect 3, we should just bang, bang, do this the review for, like, 2 and 3 back-to-back. I agree. Just do them... And we can even, I mean, I don't, I think it might be a little much to do them as one episode, but. We should split them um, up. Yeah, it's a. Uh, so one of the things that. I don't know. I really don't want to talk about it too much more because we're going to talk yeah, about we'll it later. Do, well, let's do it but, on the spoiler cast. Yeah, but basically, um, I. I do think that two is a better game oh, than three. Shit. But I am. But I am really enjoying my time with it so far i'm just getting a little and and hopefully you'll or hopefully you don't have the same experience as me but maybe you will um the the third person shooting mechanics in these games they definitely show their age uh and so that it's not like a huge deal but some of it is is a little bit frustrating when you're used to games modern games that are a little bit more um, I don't want to say forgiving, but you have a little bit more mobility. The controls are a little more fluid and everything like that. And this game is very stiffly controlled. But it is a Bioware game, and they all kind of control that way. So I don't know if there's really a whole lot to say there. But anyway, that's all I got to say. Let's move on. Enough Mass Effect talk. Yeah, let's get on with the listener feedback. Well, before we get – actually, let's before we get on to that, I just want to – if anyone follows us on YouTube or subscribes to us on YouTube, I want to I wanna just give a quick explanation to our true listeners. Oh, my God. What the fuck is that? It's a chip clip or something. Um, <laughs> it is a chip clip. Yeah. yeah. I know my chips. No. Uh, so <laughs> Jake's showing a chip clip on the YouTube channel. Um, but no, I, w- I want to just uh, – I don't know if it's if it's if it warrants an apology, but I, I don't know that it doesn't. And – I I get these emails being a we're, we're considered YouTube creators now I guess I get these emails from YouTube all the time they're like you should look into posting shorts you should do shorts you should do shorts you know people are watching shorts it's, it's you attract more your audience with a short and what a short is essentially is 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 a fifteen to sixty second clip of uh, content and uh, people's attention spans are so shitty these days. That you're more likely to have people sit and listen to you say something for 15 seconds than you are to sit down and enjoy a full-length show. And if they like the content that you're putting out, then they subscribe to the channel and get introduced to the thing that you're creating. So that's what a short is. I posted uh, a couple shorts, and all I did was I was grabbing old content, Jake, from our from our previous um, our previous uh, podcast. And so I grabbed um, a clip of you talking about The Last of Us, and it was you just indicating about the shit with the grenades and stuff, and you're really emphatic about it, and just, you know, you had some charisma, and you're talking about this thing, you were vehement about it, and you're like, like every other fucking action movie you ever made, you know, this is what she should have done, but she didn't. Posted that, almost one and a half thousand views, just boom, like that, in like 40 minutes. Now, for those listening, you guys know that our podcast isn't huge. It's a labor of love. But would we like to have a bigger audience? Sure. You know, and if it's as easy as posting some shorts, let people know we're out there. We're going to do it. But here's the thing. So for those who subscribe to us on YouTube, as you're browsing through your subscriptions or you're on your homepage, if you're getting bombarded with PSS's awesome shorts, 
I apologize. That's not what I want to have happen. I'm putting them under a shorts playlist, but I don't know how they show up on your when you're scrolling through your own personal YouTube. If you, if it's if you're getting shit from us and it's annoying, we're only going to probably do one a day. Is the plan? Um, but we've driven up subscribers doing this, so we're going to keep doing it. And uh, it's a way to be heard. Now, not all of the shorts have gotten that many views, but I had one that's at one point nine thousand. There was another one at 800 views. So, like, it's an easy way for us to say something about video games or The Last of Us or something stupid where people will hear and they'll be like, oh, shit, who are these guys? And maybe go check it out and subscribe to our channel. That's the only reason we're doing it. It's not showing up in your podcast feed. It's not showing up anywhere else. It's just if you're subscribed to us on YouTube, you might see some shorts that we're posting. And, you know, to be honest, I'm trying to pick stuff that's at least uh, makes you think a little bit. Or make you laugh a little bit. It's not just going to be like a 15-second clip of someone who's like, uh, yeah, so let's get on with listener feedback. You know, that isn't what it's going to be. So it's going to be something that we've mm. talked about that kind of jogs your thought process. I think the most recent one I put out was something about uh, maybe VR or um, I forget what. Oh, this is The Last of Us. I think it was like Last of Us. I, I said like The Last of Us gameplay has some of the best gameplay ever made in a video game. It's just a clip of one of my playthroughs of The Last of Us with Ellie just kicking the shit out of people and it's awesome. It's like 23 seconds or something. So um, you'll be seeing shit like that if you subscribe to us on YouTube. But please don't let that detract from what we're doing. And don't let it just be uh, uh, discourage you from actually subscribing because it, it shouldn't be inundating you because we're just doing one a day. And uh, – Fuck it. It's what it is. Just the, my little disclaimer to our, our longtime listeners. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, um, please don't unsubscribe because of that. And if you have an issue with it, write us and uh, we'll, we'll take that into consideration. But now I want to get on to listener feedback. And uh, the interesting thing here is I had brought up something about how I kind of felt obligated to stay in tune with new games, right? Because we do the show, I want to buy new games. I was thinking about getting the Dead Space remake, but then I was like, I don't know. And uh, Played by Ken writes in, and, uh, uh, sorry, Big Box wrote in, and he said, uh, hey, I don't think you guys should feel pressured to buy new games just to talk about them on the podcast. I tune in because you're talking about the industry, and you both seem like you were kids I'd sit around with at lunch in high school. So keep being you and keep having fun. As generic as that sounds, I think that's the draw. And uh, cheers, Big Box. Hey, Big Box, I thank you for that. Play by Ken chimed in and said he agreed with Big Box. And uh, um, so thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you're not tuning in because we know placed anything about PlayStation. It's just because we seem like we're friends. So that's that. I would rather be friends with more people than people just tune in and be critical of the shit we're saying, honestly. Because um, we're not breaking news. We're just giving opinions on it. So, yeah, cool. Jake, any opinions on that comment? I appreciate that. Yeah, I would much rather have a – I mean I'll, I'll take any listenership really as long as you're not an asshole. But um, that's kind of the Define idea. Asshole. I mean no, I'm just kidding. The, the podcast was not defined or designed to be like some uh, journalism kind of thing. Like we're not trying to be – I mean, honestly, if somebody of any repute were to actually listen to our podcast, they would probably have all kinds of complaints about how we don't read off the fucking you know credits for every single news article and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, we're not journalists, um, you know. And and I get that 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 is important if you're a, a bigger, more reputable site, but we're just literally reading shit that we find online and just discussing it because 
it's sort of what we would do if we were just hanging out anyway. So, um, <laughs> you know, the only difference is that we're, you know, starting with COVID, we just started being able to do it remotely and it just kind of made things easier because we live so far apart now. Yeah. But, uh, it used to be the podcast started, we lived pretty close together and we would just literally get together and just kind of talk about video games. No for, video. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go back on the Tumblr, I think you can go all the way back to the first episode. The first episode's like literally like three and a half hours it's long. It's awful, because, dude. Because we were just literally sitting there talking and recording it. And we've tried to structure it a little bit more since then just to try to keep things kind of a little bit more tidy. People don't want to necessarily hear you ramble for three and a half hours. Maybe you do. I don't know. But uh, – yeah, I don't know. I I like this comment. I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the feedback. Um, and if we went to your high school, I'm sure we would sit there and uh, chat with you at lunchtime. Yeah, I 100 guarantee games. we'd be buds. Um, so if you guys want to check out the really old episodes, we stopped posting shit on Tumblr around episode 193. We even had uh, at one point we had like. Uh, game reviews and shit on there because we were trying to like just give our opinions on game reviews but the, the podcast has evolved over time so like Jake said yeah we did we started this a long ass time ago we had like a two year break we would probably be in the 400s had we kept this shit up nonstop. and we used to be what was it, it used to be weekly then we went to what monthly or t- twice a week and then we keep bouncing around um, because you know it, it's been pretty consistent the past year or Two, so the past but, two years, it's been weekly. Yeah, but it was it was a problem because I I moved out of Meadville and shit just got really weird, and so it was kind of difficult for us to keep a cadence. Shit and uh, but yeah, we shit didn't we get started, weird. and then we just like we're fucking busy. Dude, we started the podcast in 2013. It's been 10 years. Wow, we've been doing this for 10 years. That's awesome. So yeah. here's the deal. So uh, yeah, if you want to check out the old shit, it's uh, ps. This is awesome. Dot tumblr t u m b l r dot com. It's an old site. I didn't take it down because I just wanted to have all of these available um, just for posterity or for the sake of preserving them. Uh, they used to be on another site a long time ago, and I re uh, took found all those files and re uploaded them all to this Tumblr site. So if Tumblr ever shuts it down, I'll be really bummed out. Um, but it exists. We don't. We don't actively use it. So now's the time to pick them if you want to look at them and listen to them. But uh, you can hear young Fred and young Jake. So I would have been what I'm 42 now. We would have started this when I was 32 years old, which is crazy. 31 yeah. or 32. That would have made that would have made me 26. I think we're six years apart. So nuts, dude. Yeah, Jake and I've been friends the whole time. So when you say shit got weird, it's not like we had a falling out. It kind of sounded that way. It's like no. Which is no, just life, <laughs> life stuff, <laughs> marriage, house buying, you know, adulting kind of happened. Um, but yeah, we're yeah. back, man, and now we're set up in a position where we can do this. So thanks, Big Box. Thanks, Play by Ken. Uh, we're gonna keep bringing our opinions in PlayStation News. Obviously, that's what the podcast is, is about. But yeah, we're not gonna hold back. We're gonna tell you what we feel about shit. So, um, and then uh, Play by Ken wrote in separately, and he said, "Man, that finger injury sucks, especially as a guitarist." Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it did suck. I had to call off. Uh, <laughs> Uh, practice um, for two weeks because of it, but we're, we're going to get back to it here soon. And then uh, he writes, I enjoyed the music talk at the end of this one, meaning episode uh, 261. Um, and he said, uh, uh, PS, this is awesome music. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But he says Baroness is his uh, go-to for good new good new guitar-focused rock these days. Best best band I've found in years, and uh, that's an awesome name for a band because it's also a GI Joe, Joe character. Have you listened to Baroness, Jake? Um, I know of them, but I don't know if I've uh, if I could pick out a song of theirs. To be honest with you, yeah. Yeah, I've never listened, but thanks for the recommendation. I'll have to check it out. I just canceled my Amazon Music subscription. I think I'm going to go to Apple Music uh, just because it seems to integrate better with my phone. So um, I'll have to check them out. And uh, he wanted to throw a question our way. And maybe we'll kick off the podcast PlayStation section with this. Played by Ken Wrights. I'll throw a question at you guys this week. Maybe you can consider your answers in the next episode. With the PS VR2 just around the corner, what game genre, franchise, or title would you like to see make the jump to virtual reality? Or what game would you create for VR if you had the ability? Great stuff again, guys. Thanks and have a good week. Thank you so much for writing in. Played by Ken. Um, it's kind of a tricky question. I'll, I'll say this, and I've said it before. And I'll let you think about your answer to that, Jake. Uh I really, really underestimated the power of a platformer in VR when I was thinking about VR. I was like, oh, cool, you know, fucking gunplay. Oh, cool, like cockpit games, like space simulation, race cars, like, you know. But shit like Thumper is awesome. Shit that, like, you don't really have to feel like you have agency as as the character, but you're more like a fly on the wall watching a character. I played this really interesting murder mystery game in VR, and it was fucking dope. Like, uh, I don't know if you played it, Jake, but I can't remember the title of it, dude. It was amazing. It was like it's called the Eleventh Hour or something. I don't know. No, that isn't what it was mm. called. Um, it's essentially a quick time uh, experience. Um, it just the game starts. And you're just outside this big fucking house. And then everything happens at once in this in this enclosed sandbox. And as the VR invisible person, you can follow specific characters and listen to what they're – it's a murder mystery. You're trying to hear like what's going on. You're trying to figure out who the murderer is. Um, and then uh, it's weird because for some reason – the so the murder – I think the murder happens first maybe – um, and then it throws you into everything that takes place afterwards or something. And you're looking for clues in the house and certain clues are only available at certain times on the timeline, depending on where other characters are. It was really fucking clever and creative. Mm. Um, it didn't really get a lot of press or promotion or whatever. I, I got to look up the name of that, but so shit like that, man, I, I don't know what I would do personally, but I would like to see, Oh, I'm sorry about that. I, I thought my phone was muted. I would like to see more, uh, platforming kind of games or interesting takes on games like that. And in addition to that, that Demio game is like a board game, like a tabletop uh, miniature game. And, you know, you guys know I like the Hero Quest shit and like uh, I've got that Curse of City Warhammer Quest game behind me. And I really think that there's uh, maybe it doesn't have to be fantasy kind of games, but I think there's an opportunity to be had um, with family and friends to like, like if they could like somehow make a make a monopoly game in vr or make like i mean it sounds so stupid to some people but maybe just like could you seriously just have a deck of cards and just pick the kind of game you want to play with whoever randomly online and just fucking play blackjack or play poker with people like you could probably do that shit and it'd be kind of neat because 
I don't know. You wouldn't be able to read faces, though. But I, I think there's there's something there's something there with some sort of online experience that we do in real life already, but with like folks who don't live close to home, or like there's got to be some sort of way to to do that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll quit talking about it. But I I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I think it would be it would be not a bad area to pursue. I don't think that's why the majority of people buy VR units at all. I don't think it would sell very great, but I would be curious to play a game like that and see how how it works. And it, what would be even more interesting is like you know like in some of those VR games, you just have the hand the hand things. You go in like this. So when you're watching someone online do the hand things like this, you see the hands, but the elbows and shit are all wonky and it's just like the crossing and shit. If they could just figure out how to make it look more realistic online with your hand movements, um, maybe you have to put in your your dimensions as a person, like your height, your weight, uh, your build. Um, and then it just has like some sort of frame that it attaches to your online avatar. So when you're moving around and then, and then maybe you can upload like a 3d scan of your face or something kind of creepy. It would probably be really creepy at first, but over time, I think that would like to have an actual online version of yourself in VR would be really fucking rad. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I think that kind of shit would be cool. Jake. Um, obviously sports games would be good in terms of competition with one another, uh, the one thing that was kind of, I don't, this isn't necessarily out of the box, but something that people don't really talk about that would be kind of cool, even though this genre is dead, is um, imagine like rock band in VR, where like you're playing the game, but you're actually on a stage and you have perspective of like huge crowds in front of you while you're playing and and stuff like that and and they could even do a of like a version of it or whatever where maybe if you you could like go online and attend like some of these concerts of other people playing and stuff like that like yeah. i think shit like that would be kind of cool because if they tied your character to your movement and stuff you can still play the music or whatever, but you can move around and jump up and down and do all kinds of shit. Probably get yourself hurt because you can't see a room, but <laughs> it, it, it would look kind of neat. And, and if somebody else could like jump in and watch it, like from the front row and the audience or something like that, that would be kind of cool. I don't think something like that would sell at all, but I think it would be kind of neat. Like even a game like Rocksmith, which is one where you play a real guitar, it would be kind of cool to have that, um, that perspective, or even if you're thinking about uh, like learning how to play an instrument in VR, where you could sit across from an instructor and they could like show you things about how to play it, and you'd have actual perspective and stuff, and you can lean in and look around. And because a lot of times, if you've ever tried to learn a song by let's say looking at a YouTube video or something like that. A lot of times they, or like piano or something, they might not give you the best point of view as to like how their finger placement is working and like how they like arrange their hands to make it easier on themselves or, or how they're like picking. And a lot of times they use multicam views and stuff. Right. But if you could like get up and walk around and like kind of hear it and stuff, it would be kind of neat. I think, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think there's plenty of potential for VR to to bust into. I think honestly, VR could be a 
a reasonable medium to play almost any game. I mean, obviously we've explored a, we've explored a lot of the simple or obvious ones like racing and and shooters and and stuff like that that's obvious because it's first person. But like you said, things like board games, things like pool or something, you know, like like bar games. I think there was already a, a game, uh, a VR game that was like bar sports. That's kind of cool. Um, like darts, like darts and shit. Yeah, there were carnival um, games. That was a whole thing I played. I, I really enjoyed the yeah. ski ball and shit. Like that was fun. Like, I don't know why it was so fun, but you play ski ball in your living room and it was cool. I don't know. But like the, one of the games that, that came out for VR – that we didn't get, which was really a bummer to me, was that you remember that game Adrift, which yeah. was like the astronaut game, and it, it came out on PlayStation, but not PSVR. You'd have to play it on PS4. Yeah, and that type of game where you're able to like go to imagine if you could, they're just recording all of this shit on like the Mars rover in 3D, <laughs> and then like they they. they they make a game where you can literally just drop down on the the planet and walk around and get like real perspectives of what this kind of planet is like. Like a, like a NASA game would be fucking awesome to me. It'd be educational, but it would also be like really cool to have that perspective, especially with the newer units have higher resolutions and all that. Yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be cool. I agree. I think there's a lot of potential for it. It's just a. It just really is a matter of how many people pull the trigger to get a headset and people – I mean not even just the PSVR too but like just VR in general. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's such a – we're at such a weird time. You know, like we're, we're really – we're breaching what we thought would be – you know, what, what, which was only fiction – for gamers for such a long time like could you imagine if you were in the game how cool that would be and like we're fucking getting there it's just it's just yeah the opportunities are are really endless i like you said man i mean i don't even i don't even know could they could they make it could they go like meta and make a game that it was like an outer body experience somehow like could you could you do something with vr where like inside the game you get like pulled outside of your virtual body and you can look back at yourself and like move and see yeah like there's be all kinds of weird shit you could do i don't know that sounds more like a tech demo but they might have a there might be something that they could use that for the other thing i was thinking about is like all those simulator games like obviously we had job simulator but what about like um like surgeon simulator cooking simulator power wash simulator power simulator in vr would be amazing yeah Piece. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, you just just have like your significant other like spray you with water occasionally if you get too close. <laughs> Make it like a 4D experience if you've ever been on any of those Disney. A 4D things. experience, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, just don't give me 5D where I start smelling things in these worlds. Um, yeah, well, very good question, played by Ken. Hopefully, we uh, we covered that. I mean, all, it's just the obvious shit, like. You know, a lot of the obvious shit is so cool already, but if they can just improve upon what they're already doing, that would be exciting too. You know, like we know that it's not, you know, it's pretty gotten pretty, pretty damn good, but it's not, uh, you know, we're in like probably like the PS1, PS2, you know, I don't know, like, like time frame for VR right now. Like, like it's gonna get 
PS5 next gen, next gen, next gen quality eventually. But I mean, it's still fucking rad. It's still good. All I want is fucking Half Life Alex. I don't care if they release any other game on PSVR 2. Yeah. It doesn't seem like we're getting it, at least not right now, which is really frustrating. But yeah. Well, thought, that, that means I'll never play it because I'm not buying a VR unit for my PC. Dude, I talked to someone probably who, run it. I talked to someone who played that and they said it was amazing. And yeah, I'm sure the, it is. Uh, I thought that maybe with Sony putting all of their not all, but a lot of IPs on the Steam, you know what I mean? Like and making them available for PC, that maybe they struck some sort of agreement with Valve, and Valve was like, "Yeah, here, you guys can have Alex." <laughs> but maybe it just can't run it. Who knows? I don't know. Or maybe That'd it's coming. Sick. Maybe it's just not done yet for PSVR 2. You'd think they would say something. You would think. I don't but know. But I don't know. Well, maybe sh- it is coming. It's just not here yet. Yeah. Shit. Let's get, into, let's get into the news for this week here in the PlayStation world. First news topic I have is uh, the PS Plus collection. This is something that Sony put out uh, when PS5 kind of started rolling out. It was going to be a collection of, like, some of the best games. I think The Last of Us was on there. I don't know. There's a lot of games on there. But anyways, it's going bye-byes. So uh, they're getting rid of it. Um, and that's fine. Uh, you know, if you, were, uh, if you were around and had a Plus membership uh, at any point during this, you were able to download these games. And you still are for a, a, little, for a limited time. And if you download them and you keep them or you have them in your library or whatever, add your collection or whatever you choose to do, uh, they remain available to you as long as you have an active subscription. So they're just getting rid of the opportunity for new new subscribers down the road to have access to these games for free. So I think Days Gone was on there. Um, did you see anything about this, Jake? No, I didn't, but it doesn't really surprise me with the with the they want to probably try and get people on the extra subscription or whatever. So, I guess that kind of makes sense. They're trying to push that or whatever, but it still is kind of a bummer because that PS Plus collection was kind of like the I don't want to say it's the the best games, but it's was a lot of like top-tier PlayStation games that People just jumping on with the PS5, if they have a PS Plus subscription, you know, they can get, uh, they can get a, uh, a taste of the PlayStation ecosystem with some of these games that they had available. So, yeah, and, and you sh- should have gotten an email. I got an email. Mine said the, the PlayStation Plus collection is closing. It says from May 9th, the PlayStation Plus collection will no longer be available as a PlayStation Plus benefit. You can add any of the titles from the PlayStation Plus collection to your game library before May 9th and play at any time in the future with an active PlayStation Plus membership. PlayStation Plus game catalog, monthly games, and other existing benefits will not be affected by this change. Thanks for your continued support of PlayStation Plus. So there you yeah. go. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I got I, I to gotta be honest. I have my 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 PSN account attached to like my throwaway email. Okay. So, um, I only check it like once a week. So it's entirely Mm. possible that I got this and I just hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to try something here real quick. Let me just see. Oh yeah. It's going to work. Just got to let it breathe. My friend, just let it breathe. One of the nice things about Apple, and this is a little, little tangent here. One of the nice things about Apple 
is when we're doing the show, if I copy something, you guys might see me pull out my phone from occasion. If I copy something on my phone, like an image or whatever, uh, I can go right on my Mac and just click paste and it just automatically works. It's I don't it's like some sort of black magic shit. I don't know how it works, but it always does. I don't know if it's through my Wi-Fi connection or if they're Bluetooth connected. I don't have my phone connected to my computer at all. It's all wireless. Um, I'm just posting some pictures here for Jake to see because we've got a, a topic coming up that's just really fucking dope. And uh, it's really strange also. And we'll, we'll get to it in a moment. So um, let's let's get to the next news point. Let me get to my notes. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm kind of uh, frazzled at the moment. There's a new rumor swirling. You guys know I kind of got a little excited on another episode about uh, Dragon Age Dreadwolf just talking about it and how there's going to be a Netflix show. And I was like, oh, man, that's going to be fucking dope, you know? And then uh, true to form, uh, Oakman doesn't <laughs> watch the Netflix series and I fucking watch The Recruit instead. Uh, but I wanted to watch this animated series for Dragon Age. And uh, with the oncoming, you know, all the scuttlebutt about Dragon Age Dreadwolf, um, the sequel to Dragon Age, whatever Dragon Age game was that we had that I dumped a million hours into apparently and liked it, but still shit talk it all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so apparently it was supposed to come out in 2023. Um, an article on Push Squares indicated that it may not be ready for 2023. And, it, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, they're missing the boat to spin off of this Netflix series. Um, it's called Dragon Age Absolution is the uh, Netflix series, which has an 89% of Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IGN, and a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. So it might not be the best anime, but pretty safe thinking it's probably not shitty as well. And it's probably about white wizards and elves and fucking all the shit I'm into. Um, but bummer about the game release, though. Uh, to be honest, we have so much coming out this year, Jake. Might actually be better for Bioware to hold off on this one. Do you have any opinions on that? I mean, do you think that, like, I haven't heard uh, a resounding excitement over Dreadwolf on any of the podcasts that I listen to, the, the limited gaming podcasts that I listen to, um, or the news sites that I go to. There really hasn't been much cooler talk about Dreadwolf or anyone's excitement about it. So, I mean, I, honestly, 2023 is going to be a huge release year for games. And uh, just knowing what time it is and the temperature of gaming right now, it, it might not be a bad idea. This is getting delayed or pushed back. And I guess Bioware has a tendency to wait on shit like this um, to make sure the game's good, which is important. So I don't know. What's your take on this? I don't know. I, I After Inquisition, I have a hard time really caring. Yeah. Um, I didn't really care that much about Inquisition. That doesn't mean I won't play it. I just have to – this is one of those show-me games. Like I got to see it. I've got to see people say it's good. I've got to watch some stuff about it before I'm willing to drop freaking 60 hours or whatever playing this game. Um, I've got to know that it's better than – I didn't finish Inquisition. I got like 50 hours in and I was just, I was like close to the end and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I really like and the I just, story. Like, I just quit playing. The story was fine. It was just all this. The, the game forced you to do all this side shit that yeah. you, to like build up your army or whatever. And it was just it was a lot of it was just filler content. None of it was really all that fun. And yeah, um, I don't know. I I I think that this next game just has to be good. 
That's all. If it's not good, then I think that if, if this game and or the new Mass Effect game bomb, I mean, might as well just close that fucking studio. I because I, it clearly they're they're not what they used to be. I mean, none of the original people are there anymore, so it's not like it really matters. But I'd like to see what they can come up with. Hopefully, a new Dragon Age game is a little less shitty. It controls like a, a real game and not like Dragon Age Inquisition, which controlled like a fucking MMO. You just like walked up to a bad guy and pressed a button, and your guy would do like a dance, and then you would like hold a button down, and it would. If anyone who's played MMOs and played Dragon Age Inquisition will understand what I mean when I say that, like, the combat is, like, it acts like an MMO. It's not, like, You're not super wrong. active and yeah. it's not active and tactile like a like a regular action RPG is. So I would like to see them fix that up a little bit, make it a little bit more fun to ha- to play the combat and stuff and... And if that's the case, then I'm definitely willing to give it a crack. But I, like I said, they got to show me. Show me. The show me state. Whatever that state is. I can't remember what, what the show me state is. Do you guys know what the show me state is? What the hell is this shit? Is it Vermont? New Hampshire? New- the show me state is Missouri. Missouri. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had no fucking clue. But I did know it was uh, a state nickname. So there, there's something there. Right? There's some teeth to that. Oakman knows half of the truth. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to keep referring to myself as Oakman in this podcast. Um, all right. So here we go. Uh, next news point. This one's actually kind of awesome. And uh, I know our, our friend LJ tried to dive into uh, the Stranding. And he sent me a text. He said, dude, I just couldn't get into it. Uh, I got I had to move on to something else. And hey, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's not for everybody, but I recommend you try it. Um, and, uh, it just takes a while to have it put its hooks in you. But what he did start up was the Witcher, the Witcher three. And I don't know how his journey's going, but there was that patch, right? And the, the upgrade and other, they've even put out another patch for this fucking game. And, uh, of course, CD Projekt Red does it again. They do something so fucking small, but cool. And the Witcher audience is so big that people took notice. And uh, this is a news story. So there's a vendor in Novigrad. And uh, before, maybe when the game came out initially or something, um, let me click on this article because I, I 100% have to go to it to get it right. And uh, it's it's really cool. They didn't. They always do updates to their games. They never really talk about um, all of the updates. So the Push Square... Uh, article reads specifically, and we'll give credit to Push Square because this is a new story in the thing. It says, uh, so so the iconic greeting of this vendor was removed for the next-gen next upgrade. On the PS4, this vendor would just go, top-notch swords, and he would say that, he would, would kind of greet you like that, right? And on the new the new upgrade, he didn't say that. He said something else, but he would always say that on the PS4 version. So people got to talking. And uh, fans were really bummed out, apparently, that uh, he just had the, the, this stupid greeting or whatever. Um, but they updated this this new patch, 4.01, gives him the dialogue back. Top-notch swords! <laughs> and everyone is fucking going bonkers over it. I don't know why the internet makes a big deal over this shit. But here's the thing. So this is number one proof that CD Projekt Red listens to people and they see what people are like bummed out about. And they do try to make changes, which, which you can really appreciate as a gamer. And then 
the the news story starts here where it says the developer didn't stop at just giving the old greeting back. And per Push Square, it says, as it turns out, our favorite merchant now sells some, some, some new swords, namely the Witcher's Steel Sword and the Witcher's Silver Sword. Both are relic tier, and the level they appear at seems to be based on Geralt's own level character when you when you character level when you visit him. As such, even if you're deep into the game, you can go to this fella, go to the shop, and he should have some pretty good swords for sale. And the new blades visually are actually based on the game's E3 2014 trailer. And it shows Geralt with two swords and uh, the scabbard designs that didn't make it into the actual game ever. So now you can own the games from the 2014. <laughs> so, dude, they, they fucking like uh, heard the audience and they won up to everybody. They're like, oh, you know what? Well, you know, back in the trailer 2014, you fucking freak, freaky fans. We'll give you those fucking swords. You want them? Here they are. Here, we'll make that cool guy sell them. It's just a nice little chef's kiss to how a game needs to be treated, right? It's just like, okay, we heard the crowd. We'll give them the, we'll give them the, the verbal thing back because – but then you know what? Here you go. It seems like a stupid news point, but there's just – to me, there's so much there because it really shows that the developer is trying and listening. I think it's cool. I'm going to go the – I'm going to go the other direction with my <laughs> feedback. Please. And I'm going to say – I'm going to say that – First of all, it was stupid of them to begin with to take something so fucking mundane. Yeah, why out of was the it game. removed? Right, unless it's always the plan. Go ahead. And second of all, <laughs> part of me wonders if either if they're just like, dude, if I worked for CD Projekt Red, I would do this shit all the time. I would take something fucking innocuous out and either people would complain and I could get good fucking news by putting shit back in. Or no one will notice and it doesn't matter at all. So it's like – Just casting a fucking, fucking line in the, in the river. After the debacle that was CD Projekt Red. <laughs> I know this sounds like a conspiracy theory. Well, cyberpunk, and Maybe it right? is. Yeah, right. Sure. But like – or sorry. Yeah. After the, the, the debacle that was cyberpunk, it's like – like they're just – you know, they're all about the fucking redemption arc. So they're just like, oh, we're going to – you know, we're going to take this thing out that really doesn't matter, doesn't affect the game at all. And if people complain about it, we'll just be like, oh, we're sorry. And then we'll add some shit in that we were going to add in anyway. And then, uh, you know, and then now everyone's sure. like, oh, yeah. CD Projekt Red is awesome. Yeah, they're the best. They love gamers and all this shit. This Meanwhile, yeah. we all forget. We all forget that two fucking years ago, they just completely <laughs> ripped off the fucking gamer base so bad that PlayStation kicked them off of their store. And it took them two years to make the game even playable. So, Dude, so much of what you're saying is accurate and spot on. But at the same time, we don't know that they cast the line out and took something no, out. No, we to don't. Good. We don't. Uh, I'm just – I'm playing devil – this isn't necessarily even devil's advocate. It's mostly just like you can see in this world of social, <laughs> social media and internet – Fury and all of this stuff, how a marketing team might come up with a strategy Manipulate like this. I audience. fucking would do it. For sure, I would do it. You know, because that just gives you more and more good press. Nobody trusts Jake. He's playing the Game of yeah, Thrones. Man, don't, don't fucking trust me. <laughs> all the views we get are because of my purposefully he's, inflaming he's you. He's such a manipulator. <laughs> no, that's so funny, dude. No, I hear what you're saying 100%. And, uh, but this also, I could swing the other way. To rebut and just say maybe they learned a fucking lesson. Maybe they realize that they, you know, this is like 
you you done fucked up. So you better be on the good list of your audience. And this is their way of saying, okay, here, we're just not going to, we can't go down a bad path. But there's, there's, there's a little caution there. There's a little uh, concern. It's like, you know, they still must be able to c- contain creative freedom. So like, I'm sure they wouldn't have had a reason to pull that guy's words out or maybe it just got fucked up in coding or something. But like, you know, if they make a decision to change something the audience doesn't like, they stand to receive way harsher blowback now because of the cyberpunk shit. So now they're like really on a short leash with their audience. So it makes me wonder if this is actually good for the audience because the CD Projekt Red audience is very vocal about their properties and they're very critical of shit. So um, you got to let them have a little bit of wiggle room as developers and let them do what they want to fucking do sometimes. That's all I'm saying. But this is still cool. They're listening. They the pro, My biggest problem is that t- gamers are too quick to forgive. Mm. Like we'll immediately, we'll immediately be like, a, a publisher or a game developer could fucking destroy their credibility with gamers and all they've got to do is one minor positive thing that makes them look like they're they're sorry and gamers are just like well it's totally fine yeah i'm cool with that everybody's <laughs> awesome everything's awesome yeah it's great and it's like in my opinion cd project red needs to be in the fucking doghouse until their next game launches and it's not a piece of shit sure you know what I mean? Like the Witcher sure. remake or whatever the next game is that they're coming out with. They need to be on a short leash until that game comes out and it's good. And it's not – they're not pulling this shit where they're only giving review codes for PC players and not console players right. and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I, I tend to hope and agree with you that I would rather believe in a more optimistic viewpoint where it's like they're – they're learning their lesson. They're doing the right things. They're doing this, that, or whatever. But at the end of the day, the people that made the decisions that caused all the issues with cyberpunk are still there. It's not like it's not like you know those business people that pushed that fucking game out the door. We didn't see any big news restructuring, or you know, we didn't see any big restructuring. They opened or up another like studio, though. I do know that Project Red opened a new yeah. studio. But you're right. You're 100 percent right. And you know, I I have I have always come from the angle um, with shit like this is like you know, uh, I'll forgive you for fucking up once, maybe twice, but I'm definitely not gonna forget. So I don't think I will be pre-ordering any of their fucking games because it's stupid to do that um, at this point with them because you just don't know what you're gonna fucking get. But uh, at the same time, um, I'm still excited about what the, what, the, what they have in the oven. I'm still excited. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, pre-orders, that's a whole other conversation. In my opinion, in the digital age, nobody should be pre-ordering anything ever. But well, unless you want it right just, at one and like right at midnight, right or one in the morning, right at, right at midnight. But yeah, you can't fucking wait until the morning to play it. I, I, I don't know. It's just like one of those things with me where it's like. Wait until the reviews come out and you see – just because games are releasing just so broken now that it's like I, I would rather – like Hogwarts Legacy, I'm so excited for that game. Yeah. But I'm not fucking installing it until I see reviews that say, yeah, this game's fine on PS5. 
and then I'll be like, okay. And, and at that point, if it if they embargo early and reviews are like, yeah, this game is great. It runs great on PS5, no issues. Then yeah, then I might pre-order it. Right. But just to have it ready to go. But these games like freaking Forspoken and shit that you know they they come out and they're just like a pile of garbage. You know, I I think that. You're you're burning yourself by pre-ordering it because on on PlayStation you can't you can't refund a pre-order. It's not like Steam where you can just cancel it or do whatever you got to do. Yeah, I mean I guess that's a that's a there's a a thing to be said about pre-ordering physical because your retailer could cancel it. I guess right if you want like a super duper cool pack with the minis or the figures and the fucking yeah I, I don't know we can move on though that's that's kind of a side tangent but um. So yeah, I, good on them for yeah, for they get for a thumbs up from this guy, thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's cruise to the next news point. That was only like a ten minute conversation. It felt much longer. Um, it's a little longer than ten minutes, but very good. Um, the next news point is I want to get back to Grand Turismo Seven. I it's been, made the podcast the last three episodes. I'm just excited about. It. I've been looking at these force feedback wheels. Come with the fucking pedals and the gear shifts and shit. And uh, the guy who actually helped me print my cathedral for uh, Cursed City. Uh, was over for HeroQuest night, and uh, he just sent me a fucking picture. He has. He has the wheel and the fucking stand for it and the pedals and the fucking thing, and he has the first VR. He must have been using it for dirt or something. He was showing me. He goes, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm like, dude, I might actually borrow it um, for like a week. I'm probably going to get Gran Turismo 7. Anyways, two things real quick. Gran Turismo 7 is on sale right now until the 26th on the PSN for $39. Um, it's got a free VR2 update coming, and it's the full game. So $39? $39. I know. Okay. I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. But don't get it yet because I've got another news point coming later that might give you 10% off that shit. So mm. here's the deal. Um, so the VR update's going to be free. The game's currently on sale for well, $40. Sorry. But uh, they added a new a new feature to the the – Grand Turismo 7, I, I believe it's new or maybe it's just clarified that you're going to now have a showroom where you can go into the garage in VR and just look at these cars in virtual reality, which is fucking dope. And just shit like that is fun. I remember when I played uh, Battlefront or whatever, the Star Wars mission or whatever with the menu, the fucking – ATAT comes walking out and just the scale and just seeing it in real life is awesome. And then on the PlayStation blog, they posted a um, hands-on with Gran Turismo 7 in VR and VR 2. And it looks fantastic. And uh, I believe – excuse me. Now, I believe and I'm not certain, but I believe Ryan McCaffrey at IGN – uh, had a hands-on experience with VR2, and he was just gushing about how fucking rad this game is. Um, they gave him the option to use an actual wheel, but then he said something to the effect, and I could be wrong. Here's an old, uh, here's an old controller for a PS4, but they were saying like, you can hold the controller like this and use it like a wheel like this. So you can just hold the controller and the gyroscopics inside it, pretty good. For a wheel. Now, you're not going to get force feedback. You're not going to get the resistance taking turns and stuff, but it's better than using the analog stick to drive, right? So I think they're giving it an ability so that you can like move it like a like a steering wheel. Um, for me, I'd probably set this to zero 
and then just do it like this. <laughs> if you could just calibrate this as like e- e- even, then I would just like fucking. You're just gonna just gonna yeah. fucking roll a gangster lean in Grand Turismo <laughs> yeah, Seven in your in your Yaris. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent, idiot. Yeah, I, why not? It's you could do it. <laughs> Um, it just feels more comfortable because going like this is not the size of a steering wheel, right? So like if you one-hand it, then you're just kind of like this. But it, going like that feels more natural to me because I'm not a race car driver. Obviously, You'll I'm be like, dropping your controller all the time. Yeah. I don't think you could probably zero it in there anyways. But anyways, I wanted to at least let the listeners know the game's on sale. If you're planning on getting a VR2 headset, now's the time to pick up Grand Tosso 7 if you don't have it and you want to try it in VR. And uh, they're adding the showroom feature as you unlock cars in your garage and go look at them in VR. So if you're a car enthusiast, that might be something really, really cool. And you can look at all the painstaking detail that Polyphony put into the design of their cars. Um, McCaffrey at IGN was talking about it. He actually used to own a DeLorean. And apparently there's a DeLorean in Gran Turismo 7. And he said driving that thing around – or looking over his shoulder, he said like everything was spot on. He he, he said he felt like he was actually back in his old car. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that is so fucking dope. Um, that's what you want. So I'm. Yeah, so- he's a, he's a car guy, so it's I it's didn't know that. Good to yeah. get his opinion on stuff like this. Yeah, he's re- he he was into DeLorean and he's really into Teslas and stuff. He has like a Tesla podcast and shit. Jesus. Like he's he's a car guy, so that's cool to see him review that and and make a dude make some positive. He was gushing feedback. about this. He said it's absolutely mm. awesome. So, um, it runs at 120 frames per second. I guess the game. And uh, it's smooth as butter, uh, apparently. The menus, I think they said, like, the menus look – you can tell you're in VR when you're in the menus and stuff. But when you're in the game itself, like, it's just rad. So Nice. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. So that little GT7 VR talk, again, for the car enthusiasts and race enthusiasts who listen to our podcast. I know there's a couple. Um, and then the next news point here is uh, – PS4, PS5, PS4, PS5 sales in Japan picking up. And this week, this past week, they they jumped ahead of the Nintendo Switch for units, which is awesome. And the reason believed is due to the increase in the available stock of the PS5. Uh, PS5 sold 62,908 units in Japan, and the Switch sold 51,108 units. However, on the software front, uh, it's just absolutely getting trounced by Switch. Um, the only new game that came out for PS5 in the last week was Forspoken, worth talking about. And I think it was like ranked third in software sales in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. But still, every every other top ten on, in Japan software is, is Switch games. So the only one that made the list was Forspoken, which is interesting to me because I, I feel like it's it got eaten alive by reviews. But uh, yeah, so little news on that. Excited to see... The PS5 selling so well. And in addition, Sony released some data, Jake, that roughly – this was an interesting thing. Roughly 30% of active users for the PS5 did not previously have a PS4. So they're doing something right. They're attracting new people to the brand. That's an interesting – like maybe it's old old people. Maybe it's people who are like into PS3. Never got a PS4, and now just the like the the uh, limited availability of stock, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's available. Like maybe that was enough to make someone pull trigger on one that maybe wouldn't have otherwise bought it. Oh, these things were rare. Now I got to get one. But thirty percent, they're saying, of PS5 users, of new of new active users, 
for PS5 didn't have a PS4. That's crazy. Huh. That's wild. I wonder why. That's really interesting, especially since uh, PS4 gained a lot of players that didn't have a PS3 because they were on Xbox. So I'm wondering if these more... These these new um, PS5 owners, these new PlayStation owners, are more defectors from Xbox, or if it's just that more people are entering the industry and they're just choosing PlayStation Five as their platform. Or it's, I would guess yeah. it's probably more the latter, mm-hmm. um, just because Xbox is doing a lot of good stuff right now, especially with the Series S being so cheap. Yeah, but I uh, I think gaming is just getting more popular, man. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's good for everybody. And and the interesting thing is is that uh, I had my there's a period of my life where I wasn't gaming a lot, and we were on tour and on the road, and like I didn't have a lot of money. I, I had a you know. Call, by the way, student loans are paid off as of this month. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> 41 years uh, old. Um, but that's good. So I just had to announce that because I man it felt so good to pay our last bill. Um, but. We talked about it on the podcast a while back, and Josh gave a shit because, <laughs> for whatever reason, it was funny. Uh, but uh, the uh, yeah, man, there was a period of my life where I just didn't have ex- ex- you know expendable income. I didn't have the money to buy a system, and like I once you get out of gaming for a while, it, it is kind of difficult to jump back on. You almost want to have someone kind of like uh, onboard you back into the gaming world. You know, it's it's a tough thing to do if you're out of it for a while. You don't know where to start. You don't know what system to buy. You don't know what these subscription programs are. You know, you don't know what the games are, the good games. It takes a little bit of research, and I think I I see a lot of those questions on Reddit. Like, oh, I just got a PS5. What what games should I get? You know, I see that all the time, and it is. It can be a little intimidating, actually, because um, you don't want to spend seventy dollars on something you might not like. You know, and you could go online and dig through all these sites. But if you've been out of gaming, you might not even know the big gaming sites or the big gaming podcasts. Like, you, I don't know where to fucking start. So, um, yeah, that's cool though. It's it's good that like gaming is growing like that, and especially the consoles, because there was a time where people were like, the consoles are dead. They're not. They're not going to be relevant in the future, and. I don't even know that that's true, man. I think they hit the right sweet spot for a lot of people for convenience and for just being on the home TV. And I don't know, Jake, do you see consoles dying anytime soon? No, I think gaming just in general has gotten bigger. The PC market has exploded. The console market has exploded. I just think that gaming in general has gotten much, much more popular. And especially with shit like The Witcher and The Last of Us and all this crap having cross media. I think that it's only going to get bigger. We're going to see more and more people diving in. The stigma is fading, and I think especially as like a lot of these – I think a lot of the older people that are like anti-video games either are coming around to the idea because it's so prevalent now or – They're dying. They're just sort of dying out, and the people that are raising kids now played video games when they were a kid. So if you think about it, like – you could have a a 60-year-old that played the Atari 2600 when they were young. In their 30s. So, like, it's, yeah, it's not like, it's not like, um, you know, it's out of the realm of possibility for there to be people that got into gaming when they were in their 20s, early 20s, and now they're in their upper 50s. And they might still be in gaming. So it's 
it's really interesting to me. And obviously arcades and stuff before that, you know, the, the before the stigma was on console gaming and PC gaming, it was on arcades, you know, and all the shit. And well, it's like arcades did uh, disappear, unfortunately. Most of the good ones. Un- yeah, yeah, but. I don't know. I think that I think it's fine. Console gaming is only getting bigger. We don't have anything to worry about there. I think what we have to worry about is is mostly the, um, hopefully the cost of all this stuff can remain affordable or yeah. even come down. I would love to see Sony do. Now, granted, they seem to be pulling the more Apple approach where they're providing a premium product, but uh, it would be nice to see like a Series S style console out of Sony. To bring in more people, like let's say they release the the PS6 comes out, and they release like the fucking PS6, and then maybe they release like a PS6 Slim or something, and it has like it doesn't do 4K, but it's a two hundred dollars cheaper. You know what I mean? It doesn't do 4K, doesn't have a disc drive, but it still has the SSD. It still can play all the games, but it maybe doesn't look quite as good. Yeah. And you could get, especially with all these. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying they need to copy Microsoft, but there's no doubt that that Game Pass and Microsoft and the Series S have really helped Microsoft a lot this generation. Now, I don't really like what it's doing to the industry and the way that games are made, but um, I don't know. It's it's definitely something to to think about. I don't know. It's weird. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think we have anything to worry about. I think just w- we have to worry about these companies just buying out developers and just this fucking race to the top, you know, who owns what and who can who can you know, I don't know. I I don't know. That's the only thing that's concerning to me. It's just the big buyouts of all these studios by like Sony and by Microsoft and that's the only thing that's a little weird to me. I, I wish that they would just all be independent and just fucking compete with one another and put out good shit. But that's doesn't seem to be the way of the world. So as gaming becomes more prevalent, there's more money in it. More people want stakes, and the stakes go up. It's you know, it's just, all that shit just happens uh, intrinsically and naturally. So yeah, uh, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens down the road. But I don't know if I want to see different tiered PlayStations for the PS6. I can't even fathom about a PS, PS6 right now, dude. It seems like it's so far in the future. I mean, we've got at least another three Yeah, we're probably a good – yeah, I, I'd say we're probably closer to five years away from that. But yeah. I mean, they're know, just really now getting the shit rolled out. So um, we haven't gotten a lot of a lot of exclusives for PS5 only. So wait till the, we hit that band of – fucking games it's gonna be dope can't yeah. wait dude all right so let's move on to the next one marvels of uh, the wolverine this is a game we saw a trailer for a while back and uh i don't know it's it looks like it's gonna probably be good but it's so far away and uh the the story goes is that they're targeting a fall 2024 release but they're gonna put an m rating on the game which is awesome because I don't think Spider-Man or the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, that shit isn't, you know, it's it's not graphic, right? But Wolverine's a fucking tough-ass character. So uh, the fact it's going to be M-rated, developed by Insomniac, and it's going to be semi-open world, which is better than a full open world game if you ask me. They said to like maybe think about it like God of War Ragnarok open world where you have your sections and then it's kind of sandboxy. Um, as long as it's not like 
if it's like cities, like I, I really just want a fucking linear Wolverine game. Honestly, that's what I want. But mm. um, I'll take semi-open as compared to open um, any day of the week. But that's all good stuff. And I almost completely forgot about this game until it hit the news uh, feed on Push Square. And I want to put it in the news notes because I forgot Insomniac was working on it, which is awesome. But I don't know, Jake. G, any, any anything about this? I mean, it, it's so Dude, far away. I, the the fact that Wolverine is an M rating is fucking awesome. I want this game to be disgustingly violent. Yeah. I mean, Wolverine as a character, if you like, really look into his like backstory and his history and like Weapon what X the and breadth shit. of yeah. of stuff that is out there with comics and everything. I mean. Very few of them are like the, you know, the the X Men cartoon from the '90s Wolverine, where he's just like he's kind of grouchy, but he's still like relatively, um, you know, he's about as is uh, he he's about as as grimy as you can get for a character on a cart a '90s cartoon show. But um, dude, so much of the content is him just being just a a freaking violent menace and just destroying people, which is awesome. I would love to see that in this game. Like, like fucking hacking off limbs and shit like that, I think would be so cool. I mean, did you ever watch the movie Logan? Yes, fucking dope, dude. It's awesome. And that movie is, I think that movie's rated R. It's fucking violent. And that is so cool. Like, I love that idea behind Wolverine. And what's really cool, dude, let me just interject because of the violence with that. And then you guys know Deadpool movie is like really, really violent. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. And that shit's just fucking gruesome and like adult. Wolverine is coming back with Deadpool in a movie. And like that's just going to be fucking dope. So if they're taking this gritty kind of fucking like bloody, gory, I'm a badass, I don't give a shit about the bad guys approach, which is all the reason why I like the Punisher. Um, Except the Punisher is just a dude. He's not even a superhero. But uh, yeah. I love that shit. And I know Wolverine and the Punisher actually have some crossover in the comics. So maybe we can finally get a badass Punisher something in a video game. I would say you're probably about. more likely you're – probably, you're probably more likely to get a Deadpool video game than yeah. you are a Punisher video game just because of popularity. Yeah. But I've always thought that the Punisher is like obvious for a good – third-person shooter kind of violent video game. I think it would be so easy for them to make something around that license. Yeah. But just like with G.I. Joe, nobody seems to give a shit enough to really put any care into it. Which is crazy, man. It's weird. Punisher is such a cool character. And John Bernthal in the Netflix series did a fantastic job of playing the Punisher. It was so dope. Uh, the the two two seasons they had of the Punisher were so good. Um, Unfortunately, all those fucking radical... uh, you know, uh, I don't even know. Fucking white supremacists started using the fucking uh, Punisher logo. So then Marvel went and changed the Punisher's logo. And I'm like, fuck that. That sucks. You know, um, man, I would have I would have loved. I mean, this isn't a this isn't political at all. It's just human rights. Uh, but I think what would have been fucking awesome would have been if Marvel would have written a series of comics after all that shit happened and had the Punisher just fucking kick the shit out of all these fucking white supremacists and like, you know, neo-Nazis and just fucking tear him up and like reclaim his fucking logo from him in, a pun- in like a comic series and like just keep it. That'd be fucking dope. That would have been fun. That would have been what I think. What, more honestly, you know what? 
You know what would have been the best thing for them to do what? is to literally make a whole series of comics or a movie or a TV show about the Punisher being trans. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And using, yeah, right, right, and using, this, using the same fucking logo. Because on two things. One, I think it would make a super interesting story. Sure. And two – it would just, you know, those those fucking white supremacists would like drop they that would drop logo that like it was so fucking fantastic. hot. It would be so funny. It was just uh, color it like the rainbow colors, right? Just color the, the skull yeah. in rainbow. And like, oh my god, it's, they would have dropped it like it's hot, man. But they didn't, and it's everywhere now. Sucks so, so bad. It's such a cool logo. It's timeless, but it like, is awesome. I have though. a couple shirts with it that I don't even wear now because people associate it with, you know, that bullshit, and it just kind of pisses me off. Um, anyways. Enough about Marvel and all that sidebar talk. Uh, let's talk about Discord integration. Um, Jake, you were right on this. You were absolutely spot on the money on this, I think. Johnny on the spot. And uh, I'm kind of disappointed. Um, you called it. Uh, it would seem it's very much like how the chat's going to work with Xbox, with Discord. Um, so cross-party chat will be available, but it has to be done through the Discord official app. So you'll have to link your PSN and Discord identities, start a voice chat with the app to start talking. And this is being released on a PS5 firmware update, um, which is a beta that invites Discord to parties. And uh, this is per push square. And then uh, on the PlayStation blog, there's a whole thing about Discord integration. And uh, you can check that out. Essentially, on the PlayStation blog, it says PS5 beta introduces Discord voice chat, VRR support for 1440p and more. And it says uh, new social features. Join a Discord voice chat on your PS5 console. You can now join Discord voice chats on your PS5 console and easily chat with friends on most other gaming platforms to start. Link your Discord and your PlayStation Network accounts from PS5 console following these steps. Then use the Discord app on your mobile device or computer to get a Discord voice chat going on your PS5 console. Make sure the Discord app is updated to the latest version. You can also let Discord friends see when you're online and what you're playing. Note, if you've linked your PlayStation Network and Discord accounts in the past to display what game you're playing, you'll need to relink other accounts again on your PS5 console to grant new permissions needed for Discord voice chat. So it's like, what? Like, never mind. I'll just fucking pass. Um, and it gives you directions on how to do it. Um, and it's just, uh, man. But it says you can start a request to share screen from your friend's profile. You can now send a share screen request or start sharing your screen with a friend directly from their profile. Simply select the share screen icon of your friend's profile to start a new session. I like that. Um, and there's a new join, join game icon showing up on party chats and then a new friends who play tile in the game hub. Um, so that's all good. It says you can manually upload game chat captures to the PlayStation app. You can now manually select and upload individual screenshots. I have used that lately. So if you have the PlayStation app on your phone, something really cool that you can do, it just uh, it just intrinsically just straight up picks up your, your most recent 30 to 40 game captures. It won't pick up videos, I don't think, but it all your screenshots and all your fucking photos from your photo modes and your games – Right on the app, and the app has a feature you can download them right to your photos. So if you want to post them to your Instagram or your Facebook, easily, you can just pull them right off the PlayStation app on your phone, excuse me, and save them to your photos, and boom, put them online. So that's a really nice integration of that app. Um, but why the Discord thing is fucked up, I have no idea. So the VRR uh, uh, refresh rate 
and says you now you can enjoy even smoother visual performances when using VRR compatible. You got to have the 2.1 um, HDMI cable, um, and you have to be playing a game that supports VRR, and I would imagine also a television that supports it. Um, and they've they've made some updates to the parameters of the PS5 console's 1440p output test, and they'll be 1440p support for a wider range of HDMI displays. Um, it says you can check if your HDMI display is compatible. You got to go to settings, screen and video, video output, and test the 1440p output. And then it says there's enhancements to game library as also. So now you can sort and filter games when adding games to your game list. You can use filters in your library to easily find games as well as PSVR 2 titles when PSVR 2 launches. So they give you a filter option for PS5, PS4, and PSVR 2. So that huge big list of game lists because everyone downloads all these free games every month. Um, you can just filter by platform now, which is awesome. So I like some of these changes. Um Jake, anything on any of that? I know the Discord thing fucking sucks. I, I don't use Discord, so it doesn't affect me, but I know it affects a lot of people. Well, I mean, we're podcasting on Discord right now, but I get what you mean. I, I, I We have a Discord channel. I, I got to be honest with you. This is fucking embarrassing. It's how Xbox does it, it is it not? Well, here's the thing. Sony owns a part of Discord. So when when I saw that Xbox was getting it and it was this fucking shitty ass method of linking up your Discord or whatever, I was like, oh, the reason why Sony's not first, even though they own fucking Discord, is because they're doing a native integration. Some behind the fucking scenes shit to get this working innately. But no, a year later, we're getting the fucking shitty ass same shit thing on the on the PlayStation Five. It's like who you. I'm sure people are going to use this because it does make it convenient. You can talk across different games and Discord apparently is better than, than voice chat on PlayStation and the Xbox and stuff and whatever, whatever, whatever. It's too tedious. I will never use this. Well, here's, a, here's unless, yeah, right, unless right. there's a specific yeah. reason that I have to use Discord, I will never go through this much trouble to talk to people on my PlayStation. You got to link all your fucking shit together, and then you have to use the app to boot it up and get everybody on the same fucking thing on the app, and then it integrates with the PS5. So stupid! Like what? What year is this? I don't know. There's got to be a reason, a security reason, or something. There's got to be some sort of. Uh, there's has. I'm just saying. There just has to be a reason, dude. Uh, there has to be why, why there's just there's not just an app on the freaking PS5. I don't know. It's just <sighs> yeah. I don't fucking know, dude. Yeah, it's, it's it's bad. Yeah. Well, is that all you got on that? You done? Yeah, I, I don't really. Have, I mean, the rest of the stuff is the rest of the stuff is just like quality of life kind of upgrades and things like that. Which are there's nothing really all that in, interesting about it. I, the VRR stuff is neat. Um, if you've got a TV that can do it. Uh, it does make things look a little bit better. So if you've got HDMI 2.1 and you have a TV that can do VRR, like doing VRR at 1440 is great. So that's really cool. I'm I'm happy that that exists. Yeah, I like but, the filter uh, option. To be honest, I like that. The game library is getting ridiculous on my end. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. That, that is a nice. Now that you say that, that is a nice quality of life improvement. Thing, anything like that to to allow you. Um, I'm, I'm never going to say a, an improvement like that is bad. I mean, I'll, at the very least, it improves your experience, improves the experience of some people that want it, and it's inoffensive to everybody else. Yeah. It's not like they're changing the UI or something like that. They're just adding this sorting feature, which is right. which is which is nice. Yeah, why wasn't there to begin with? But I get it. Very good, very good. All right, next news point: the uh, 
the thing I was talking about earlier, the thing I was referencing is this PlayStation app. Well, we're talking about it. Um, Sony is sending out a 10% discount code to select PlayStation Network members for any PSN transaction. And in order to find it, you have to check your PSN mobile app, apparently. This appears to be where they are showing up, and I believe it's an effort for Sony or PlayStation to get gamers to use the app more frequently to purchase and review items on the PSN. I use the app to buy games once in a while when I'm away from home. And there's an option that says download a console. If your console's in rest mode, it'll kick your console on. It'll start the fucking download. And when you get home from wherever you're at, the game's ready to rock and roll. And uh, it is such a slick feature, man, the integration. Now, I don't. I was just in my PlayStation app. Let me check real quick and make sure I didn't get it. I haven't received it, but I want to get it so I can get 10% off of the discounted. Ooh, I do have, I have some notifications. I do use that download feature a lot, but I do it from the PlayStation Store in the browser. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know if I've ever done it from my phone. I don't I don't have any notifications about a discount on my phone. I wonder if using the browser is how you get to it. Um I don't know. It was my understanding that it that it had to happen through uh through the app. But keep an eye out, listeners, because there's a 10% code rocking. I remember when Sony used to give away free shit all the time. Like, oh, here's 15 bucks. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. You remember when you used to get that shit all the time? Yeah. It's so cool. So cool. Anyways, um, that's all I got for that. I just wanted to bring that up because it's fucking dope. And uh, you should be on the lookout. If you're looking to buy games, check there first. You might be able to save some money. Um, and then there were rumors. There were rumors, Jake, that the PSVR 2 sales expectations were uh, were lowered. And they were. That wasn't a rumor. But the rumor was was stock was going to start getting cut due to the lack of demand. Sony has outright denied these rumors. And I guess that's good news. But maybe not so good news that it's going to be a softer launch than probably what they wanted. So they're probably going to have more units than necessary. But I posted a short on this, dude. I called this shit in November. Um, 550 is a pretty big asking price during inflation and during this time of uh, of the world uh, just to get a headset. And there's no games with it. You know what I mean? So 550 yeah. is the bottom line. I mean, it's not bad. The Bear Adventure is fine. But the, I don't yeah, know if the timing's I- perfect. I agree with you, but at the same time, kind of like with the Dragon Age game, I think that the VR VR is kind of a a show me product for a lot of people because it's such a large asking price. Yeah, this thing needs to get out there, and people need to start posting about how fucking amazing it is. If it is, and then you might you might see like a post release bump in VR sales because of this type of thing. Or people see them in the wild and they get to try it at like a Best Buy or or something like that. You know, those of us that had VR one were already sold on the idea. They're like, oh, it's a it's a PSVR, but the technology's way better. Yeah, fuck it, I'm in. It, you know, but <laughs> the people that have never have never used a VR before, um, that's a pretty big pretty big price to ask. Or some of these people may already have a Quest too. And it's like, okay, well, if I have a Quest 2, why am I buying a PSVR? It's more expensive, and I have to have a PlayStation 5. And it's tethered. Well, I mean, the the PSVR 2 is better, technically, and probably can run better games. But 
we don't really know what the library is going to look like yet. So other than you know some of the stuff that they've announced, so. we know the launch game. I don't know, and it's got a nice. Actually, has a really nice launch. Uh, this is why I'm saying they need to get fucking Half Life Alex. If they if they had that like smack in the middle of their launch lineup, people would be like, oh, I don't have to spend two thousand dollars on a PC and a Vive to play fucking Half Life Alex. I can just do it on my PlayStation. Right? Hell yeah! It's been out long you enough. Know? It's been out long enough. The Valve now. I could understand maybe at release why they wouldn't want it to be available anywhere else. They want they want people to buy their fucking products, right? They want people to buy that shit from them. It's been out long enough, dude, that anyone who's fucking was going to buy that shit already did to play that game. Um, the thing that worries me, the thing that worries me is if the Quest gets it before PSVR. Because then, because there's going to be a new version of the Quest that's going to be better. So if the Quest gets Half-Life Alex. I mean, that's kind of, that's a big blow to PlayStation and their VR unit. Because even though a lot of people out there might be too young for Half-Life and Half-Life 2, that game defined a generation. And most, if not, I would say most first-person shooters and and story narrative-based first-person shooters that are modern... Have at least insp- have some inspiration from Half Life Two or the original Half Life. Those games were iconic, so it's it's kind of a bummer to me that we haven't heard anything. And who knows? Maybe they'll do something crazy at launch or something, or or maybe it's like an E three announcement. I I don't know. But all I'm saying is that this is more than just a personal like wish for me to have it because I want to play it. It's that I literally think that it's a big deal for Sony to get it before the Quest does. Now, if, the, if neither of them get it, it's not that big of a deal. But if Oculus gets it and Sony doesn't, that's kind of a big deal, in my opinion. But maybe it won't. Maybe it won't matter. I don't know. I just I don't understand why. I, there's there. I mean, there, dude. You know, it's got to be a matter of fact that this shit is one hundred percent being talked about behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. It has to be if it hasn't already been sorted out. I I, I just wish – I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't even know. I, I just wish that it, they could just fucking out with it. Like if they didn't get it, can they just tell us that they didn't get it? Because is a PSVR 2 purchaser. I'm already going to fucking buy the PSVR 2. You already got me with PSVR 1. I just want to know if I can just like rule it out or should I have it in the back of my head all the time? Are we getting Half-Life Alex? When's it going to fucking be announced? Are we ever going to have this game? You know, and then it's like string along, string along because everyone's thinking it. But Sony hasn't fucking said a peep about this. So I guess the – the, the contention, or the consensus is that, yeah, we're not going to get it, dude, until we hear otherwise. So I don't know. It's just annoying. I'm just, I'm just, I would, annoyed. dude, I'm not even fucking kidding you. If they showed a trailer and it was just like black and all that you heard was just the G Man's voice saying, Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman, it would be fucking like that. Was, like, this is. One of those things. I'm such a huge Half-Life 2 fan. I, I liked the first one too, but the second one was just amazing. And 
This is one of the few games because I, I I'm pretty go with the flow with video games now. Like I don't get overly hyped about much of anything anymore. Like I'm pretty excited for Hogwarts Legacy, but that's because it's like the first hog like Harry Potter game that looks like it's actually really good. And you know I'm obviously excited for stuff like the new Naughty Dog games and the new Sony first parties and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Obviously. You know, the new um, Wolverine with the game that. studio stuff. stuff. Yeah, right. But like this is one of the game, one of the few games that has nostalgic value to me that would get me excited in a way that I was excited when I was in high school, if that makes any sense. So I don't know. I could rant. I could freaking gush about Half-Life forever, but I think that it's it would be kind of cool. It is, dude, maybe they're working some kind of deal where it's like, oh, here's Half-Life Alex. Oh, and by the fucking way, we also have ports of Half-Life 2 in VR and Episode 1 and 2 in VR. That would be fucking mm. amazing. You know what they Man, might if do? If they did that, that would be... Yeah, yeah, right. that would be cool. They might bundle it with a VR 2 down the road. You know? And that would be one of the smartest marketing plays um, because we already know that that game alone is enough to get people to buy the VR2. Um, yeah. People are already on the PS5. That, that game alone is enough. So if you're like, here's the, here's the, here's the VR2, we'll bundle it with Half-Life, Alex, and we'll give you like 20 bucks off of like what it would cost to buy them separately. But what I guess what what just worries me about it is that I wonder if uh, it's a problem that that game uh, there are a lot of people that are adults now that were too young to play that game when it came out. So that game came out in two thousand four. You know, you're talking almost twenty years ago that game came out. So. Maybe it doesn't have the zeitgeist other than the vocal older audience like myself and a lot of people in the industry that that were around at the time. But I guarantee you that there are tons and tons of people that have never played Half-Life or Half-Life 2, never played Unreal Tournament, never fucking played um, a lot of these other games that we talk about these old PC games that everybody really liked. Like, like Hexen was everyone's games. favorite game. Yeah, Hexen um, and uh, the precursor to that, which was Heretic. Heretic. Yeah. Dude, I, I would love – now, granted, you know, Sony wouldn't have dude, access to it anymore because Keep of going. Bethesda. But, dude, I would love for them to bring back Heretic – the way that they brought back Doom. I think that that, because it's the same company, I think that that would be fucking awesome. Doom, it, for those of you that don't know, Heretic in, came out after Doom. Heretic was basically a medieval version of Doom. To make a, to make a long story short. Yeah. And it was so and cool. Shit and like, it was so cool. Fucking anyway, yeah, dude, so good. Let's move on to the next news point because yeah, we're running, we're, we're just running like long here. Let's, let's, we're just rambling. Let's try to let's try to round this out. Um, uh, Tomb Raider uh, apparently is being purchased from Embracer Group. The rumor is this is not verified, but it's a fucking crazy rumor. Tomb Raider is being purchased from Embracer Group by Amazon, and uh, apparently they are offering twice the price. To Embracer than what Embracer spent on all of those acquisitions 
from Square just for Tomb Raider. So they spent $300 million in all these game acquisitions, these title acquisitions, Embracer Group And did. studios. Yeah. And the rumor is that Amazon is going to pay Embracer $600 million for Tomb Raider alone. So they made $300 million. They're making $300 million profit on Tomb Raider just from purchasing it and reselling it, which is wild. Um, this is a rumor. It's not confirmed, but there's some teeth to know, it. And, and then the other thing who... is, is there is a new Tomb Raider game being developed and Amazon will be the publisher for it. And they're, they've recently announced a Tomb Raider TV show for Amazon. So if this is true, that's just fucking crazy math. Like... Dude, we knew Tomb Raider was worth more than what they paid for it. I, th- I don't know that it's worth $600 million, but uh, they own yeah, something that Amazon that's, wants. That's, that's too much. That's way too much money. That's way too much money. I mean, dude, I guarantee you all three of the reboot Tomb Raider games combined didn't make $600 million. So... That would be – that's such a – because you would have to sell 10 million copies to get $600 million at the $60 price point. Tomb Raider has – we know eight, that here, – Here we go. May, tw- May 4th, 2022, Tomb Raider has 88 million lifetime sales. But that's across like fucking – you know, I'm talking about just the recent ones. I'm not talking about like all the PS – one games and all that and the re-releases and all that kind of stuff but um yeah i'm sure that 88 million dollars let's just you know round that up to 100 million dollars so 88 million sales not sorry sales right right? do the math and i guarantee you a vast majority of those were not sold at retail right so and I'm not saying that that's not good. That's still – that's great. Tomb Raider is a big franchise. It, people love it and I like it too. But they must really have a lot of faith in what they can do with Tomb Raider. And hopefully this TV show is good. I don't know. I know that there's a new Tomb Raider game kind of in the works I guess. But um, I don't know. I think I think after Uncharted – when this game came out, it was like, yeah, it plays great, but it's not as good as Uncharted. And a lot of people kind of felt that way. So we'll have to we'll have to see how this goes. Cause I, I think that's a that's a lot of money. But Amazon might make me eat my words, and I hope that they do. I hope that they, they're successful with Actually, I don't care if they're successful. They're fucking Amazon. They got more money than God. They could fucking spend six hundred million dollars on two million and not God. give a shit about it. But I, yeah, I don't know. This is really weird to me. This is so weird to me. I don't like it because like, I like Tomb Raider. I don't like yeah, it being in the hands of Amazon. Jeff Bezos is going to be like a cameo in the next fucking Tomb Raider game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know what to say. I'm looking at articles about Tomb Raider now. There's an article in Forbes. Forbes.com has an article, and they're talking about. Um, the movie and the TV series, and it looks like they're banking on the TV series doing well. I guess I don't. I don't know. It says in December, Amazon announced that it had signed an agreement to develop and publish a new multi-platform Tomb Raider title, and this too will reportedly tie in to Waller Bridge's new productions. The Tomb Raider games have already featured their fair share of famous actresses, as Lara, Lara Croft has. 
Been voiced by Camilla Luddington, Keely Hawes, and Minnie Driver. Haley Atwell also brought the character to life in a Netflix anime series. I didn't even know about that. And the stage is now set for even more A-listers to join the set. So, ah, fuck, man, I don't... I don't know, man. I really... I'm not going to lie. I really fucking hate where the industry is going just like the entertainment industry oh, it's just like let's 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 regurgitate every fucking story across every fucking yeah. platform over and over and over again let's have nine million f- dude did you see recently they announced like the timeline for the marvel cinematic universe dude i it's, can't it's literally it's I literally can't. into like it's literally into like 2032. I can't. And it's like a hundred fucking things. No. Like literally a hundred things. I can't. I can't. I'm like, <laughs> I can't get anything who's, about it. Who's watching this? I can't. Who's watching this shit? I won't. Anyway. I won't do it. I won't. Another digression. This is the, we should just call this episode I, fucking digression. I loved <laughs> the Marvel Cinematic Universe until it became overwhelming. That's yeah, it. Now you have to like watch. You have to watch all the TV shows. You otherwise, watch the you're behind. Shield, like, you gotta watch the fucking Midnight Marvel Sons or whatever the fuck it is. You gotta. I don't know. You gotta. It's just too much shit for a grown adult. Like, dude, we got other shit in our lives. Like, we love your thing. We love what you're doing. But like, you ain't the center of my world, dude. Like Marvel, I love you, but I can't. I can't do it. I want to, but I got Lone Wolf books to read, Hero Quest to play, podcast to record, music to write. And a family to take care of. So, Marvel, I'll have to see you out. I'm, I'm sorry. Go fuck out, Marvel. Yeah, seriously. Except for Wolverine and Spider-Man on, on PlayStation. And Punisher. Those are something with him. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Twisted Metal. Dude, go let's ahead. fucking go to it. Uh, Twisted Metal. So talking about TV series and all that bullshit. There was a, a teaser thing that uh, kind of hit the internet. It was a tweet. Um, might see a 2023 release, this TV show. And the reason we're thinking this is there was a short clip on Twitter. Uh, I don't know how to spell his last or say his last Azad uh, Kizilbosh. I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyways, um, he's involved in PlayStation Studios. And uh, he's riding up an elevator. And you just see the Gran Turismo 7 logo, right? You don't know he's in an elevator. And uh, doors open. And then through it, you see Ellie and Joel just on the wall. And then uh, he tweeted, um, PS Productions this year in one elevator ride. You can't see me, but my head is on fire too. And it was a clown emoji and a fire emoji, which is a reference to Sweet Tooth. So Mm. I'm thinking, and the internet's thinking, the Twisted Metal TV show is probably going to go live this year at some point. So I'm rooting complete... In complete fucking contrast to what I was just bitching about with Marvel, I'm stoked for this. Like, I, like <laughs> I'm curious. Like after, like, at, and I, yeah, I mean, cautiously optimistic, right? It, it, with like the the fact that the Uncharted movie wasn't a steaming pile of shit, it was actually okay. The Last of Us TV show is a fucking banger. Like the even even the um. The the uh, the Ratchet and Clank movie that came out a few years ago wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. So they could do something, and, and even like the we saw the the teaser for the Gran Turismo movie. Um, it looks okay, you know. It seems like everybody was was 
trying to wipe the floor with Sony about this cross-media shit. And it seems like they're really trying. They're not just vomiting it out. And... I don't know. They we'll have see. to. I'd love to. See, I'd love to see. I'd love to see how this works. I don't know. Worst case scenario, it's bad, and then it plays to all our expectations. Yeah, but what are we going to be let down? Yeah, <laughs> by, by a fucking twisted metal TV show. I don't know. It could yeah. be awesome. I though. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so I won't be let down. Expect the worst. Accept the best, man. That's my. It could uh, be the next fucking motto. Squid Game, my dude. Dude, if it is, oh, Sony's going to be on fire. Because if they if they make because like the reason oh. why I say that is because Squid Game was was this like Dude. totally out of left field fucking TV show that was totally bananas all subtitles all this weird shit and people loved it just because the concept was really crazy. Twisted Metal is something that they could make the concept of the show really fucking bananas and people will just it'll be a meme and the internet will gravitate towards it. So I don't know, Dude. I just had the most brilliant fucking idea. Twisted Metal VR. Fucking awesome. Could you imagine vehicle combat in VR? Wouldn't that that be be amazing? It might be tough because it might... I think that it would be cool, but I think... Dude. You... you, Yes, I agree. Thunderdome shit. It'd be so awesome. I do wonder if you would have some issues with... uh, With... With stuff like nausea and, and motion sickness and stuff with with something like that, though you got to be hardcore. Then you then you really are the driver, dude. Because they would have to do that in real life, right? If, if it was real, you'd have to fucking do it in real life and brave the storm, man. Just dude, they could good, even they could even just they could even just make a fucking uh, uh, a VR game for for like demolition derby, just like a demolition derby VR game. Would oh, be dude, wild. that'd be so fun. Why isn't there? This is the answer to play by Ken's question. I want a demo derby <laughs> or twisted metal VR game. I want vehicle combat in VR. Wipeout kind of did it, but we were on a track. I would just want a fucking sandbox to run into things and like cause damage. A cockpit game that is not like outer space where you, yeah, vehicle combat dude would be so fun. What about a what about a bobsledding game? Yeah, something like that would be fucking wild. That kayak game is supposed to be awesome. Yeah, bobsledding would be fun. Luge, (laughs) give me a luge game. I think there might be something like that. Street luge, man. Street luge is insane. That'd be awesome. Anyway, let's (laughs) let's move on. (laughs) God, this podcast is off the rails. Um, But this is why people tune in, man. This is the lunchroom. I love it. All right, so this is actually really fucking dope, and uh, I'm not going to repost this shit anywhere. Um, shit, I wrote down the wrong number. 142.10. All right, Sony is uh, doing some marketing campaign stuff. That's just really, really awesome, and it's really weird. I don't know if this is a uh, going to be a worldwide thing or not, but there was a uh, tweet from PlayStation Dubai and it was show this big crane dropping this PS5 on the ground, like setting it down. As seconds it hit the ground, the orange rest light shot on, and then it turned blue, and then it shot this fucking beam into the sky, and it opened like a portal. And I don't know what kind of black magic fuckery this is, or if this is just post. This if, if this could be like some weird light show synced up with the camera angle. I don't know how you could do this in real life. Uh, it was awesome looking and it's a tweet and it's a video and you can watch it if you go to PlayStation Dubai 
Um, and now this enormous PlayStation 5, the size of a fucking Ferris wheel, is just hanging out in Dubai somewhere. But the when they when they uh, opened it up or when they released it, it looked like AR maybe or something. Looks so cool, and it's one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. And the tag the tag on um, in India just got a Monar's hammer from God of War. And a PlayStation 5 behind it. And it looks like it's stuck in the fucking ground. In the icy ground. It's in the middle of a street somewhere or something. Oh, you're talking about Mjolnir? Yeah, that's Thor's what it is. Not Mjolnir. Yeah, Mjolnir. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this, this, this freaking Leviathan axe is awesome. It's like stuck in the... On the cityscape? Stuck in the... I don't yeah. know. I don't know what city that's in. Yeah, so the Leviathan axe shows up. And these are huge, huge displays. And then there's one of a, uh, I don't know what that is from Horizon. It's uh, something, and it's and it's, it's oh, a, one of the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these photos are fantastic. And and these are definitely not in the United States. But there's like a there's like a scan me sign, like a glyph that you can scan and then just order a PS5 right next to it. And it's so fucking cool. This is like. Awesome, and this is like like the reintroduction of PS Five. Now that they have their stock situation figured out, and that dude Mjolnir's uh, hammer. Can you tell if that's what? How is that like? Is, is that post? Is that like some editing done to the picture, or is it actually that way? Because the video of the PS Five shows the beam shoot into the into the air. It shows it in real time. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's hard to tell. I mean, they could do some. They could do some like Tesla coil shit with it, and like actually have it shoot like little um, electricity bolts all over the place or whatever. But I, uh, I don't know, man. It's cool though. This stuff is cool. Yeah, dude. What a cool way to show off your product, and like it's larger than life shit. And it's just like, dude, welcome to what we've been working on. Um, Take a peek into this fucking shit we've been doing. Like, who wouldn't... Like, could you imagine being, like, a 14-year-old kid and fucking just walking down the street and seeing that fucking Leviathan axe? Like, I'd be there all fucking day. Like, and who doesn't want to take a selfie with that behind you? It's genius promotion. It's so rad. It's very cool. So fucking cool. If you haven't had a chance to check those pictures out, Push Square has some really nice articles. Um... Uh, just showing, oh yeah, the Sony marketing hit again. You know, check this shit out, and it's like one of the coolest things you've ever seen all year. Well, and it's just February, but <laughs> it's a uh, still fucking dope. Last but not least, Jake, this is really weird, and people pointed this out. There is a new PlayStation campaign advertisement, and there's there's a section where it shows this woman walking through like these fucking caves with a fucking lit torch and there's a lot of speculation saying could this be uncharted could this be some uncharted uh gameplay that sony mistakenly put in this campaign has been taken down is it just a teaser what is this game no one can identify this game no one knows what this game is have you seen this well Nobody mistakenly did anything in this trailer. If they if they put it in there, they put it in there on purpose. Because I'm sure that this was. But yeah, if you if you look like as I was just watching through the trailer, it's like 
super fast. It like shows her in a cave and then cuts to something else. Like it is very, very quick. And I don't know. It's it's cool though. Like I, it could very well be something like Uncharted, or it could well, be. Here's the, um, let me just say this: it's live action, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it could be Uncharted. I think, like, I part of me was thinking, well, maybe this is like referencing The Last of Us somehow or whatever. But, but in this shot, the woman is holding a torch, walking through a cave, and in front of her is a pedestal with a box on it, like it's a piece of treasure or something. And she's got a backpack so, like, and a ton of climbing gear strapped around her. Yeah, so it very well could be a reference to Uncharted, and if you haven't played Uncharted Four. By the end of that game, you would know that it would make sense for a female to be the protagonist of the next Uncharted game. So, Dude, I don't know. This I'm could fucking be all in. Interesting... I'm all in. Give it to me. Do you think, it, do you think it's the truth? Do you think I don't... this year we're going to see a Uncharted uh, 5 or an Uncharted spinoff? I bet you they call it Recharted. No, that's not so much like something else. I bet you they call it uh, un- Uncharted. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't mean it that way, but I mean it did sound like I said something else. Uh, you know me better. I would not say that, but uh, uh, it definitely sounded like something. They, they would probably call it Uncharted. Uh, f- it wouldn't be five. It's not a continuation. It, it would be like an. It could be. I don't know. It would be Uncharted Ancestor, or in, in, it would be. They, it would just be Uncharted again. It would just be like Uncharted. I don't know that it would it would be just Uncharted because that would imply a reboot. But maybe I mean they did this shit with God of War, right? I mean it's a continuation, but they just called it God of War in 2018. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean you could be right. They could do a new game, call it Uncharted, and it's this new character, but it is technically a continuation of the original story. But they're rebooting the the franchise with a, a new character or whatever. I mean that would be feasible based on Sony's history. So I don't know. That, that's kind of an interesting point. You start running into issues with the review scores and stuff when someone's looking to buy a game. If you type Uncharted, then it's like, oh, what year was it released? And you got to pick the right one. And then you already have remakes and shit. So I doubt it'll be Uncharted, but it seems like the easy title. But I think like... Man, I don't... I don't know what the fuck they'll call it. They they probably will lose the Drake surname. Um, and I only say that for more reasons than just understanding how Uncharted Four wraps up. But uh, you know, it, I don't know, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's been long enough that I'm kind of excited thinking about it, the possibility of another Uncharted. I don't think Naughty Dog is involved in making the game. I think they're so wrapped yeah. up in uh, if 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 it is so in fact being made. I, I they're, Naughty Dog seems to be a kind of company that will walk away from uh, their IPs after a while. Like you know they they did Jack and Daxter. Um, they had quite a few Jack, at least three Jack games. Walked away from that. They did Uncharted. They did four plus a couple spinoff things. 
Walked away from Crash that. Bandicoot, all that. Yeah, walked I, away I, from uh, Crash. Last of Us. They're talking like they're not even doing a part three, but I think they are. They're doing factions, which isn't part three, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. No, we don't know what almost any of the Sony first party studios are doing. So it would, it's feasible that maybe one of these guys is making an Uncharted game. Maybe it's Blue Point. I don't know. It could be. Oh, fuck. Could, could be you anybody. imagine? So that'd be scary because there, there were there was rumors that Blue Point was working on something for themselves that was not a remake. So, but that doesn't mean it's not an existing IP. That's true. It could be Uncharted. You know, they did now, every, such a good job with the with the uh, remasters. I think everybody's still kind of hoping that they're making like a Metal Gear Solid remaster, but. I feel like we would have heard something by now, but maybe not because they just finished up a couple years ago when the PS5 launched. They just finished up Demon Souls, so it could be a couple years before we know anything. Yeah, if who it, knows? Dude, it might very well may be, but I, you know, it, it just gives a little glimmer of hope to Uncharted fans, you know. And I, I want to see that legacy continue. Um, I'm ready for something lighthearted, you know. Uncharted, right. they they have serious. Excuse me. They have serious moments, but the games themselves are just generally. Uncharted Four was pretty dark, but Drake was still kind of joking around quite a bit in that game, and I think that with the way of the world, the way the world is right now, you know, I don't. As much as I love The Last of Us, like I really don't want to play a game like that right now. Like, I'm stressed out and worried about shit that's going on enough. Like, I don't fucking need to play a game where everything is about the end. And it's like, and everybody's depressed and nobody's having a good time. And yeah, it's great. It's an amazing drama, but it doesn't make you feel good. You know, like, I want to play, dude, I honestly, like, just talking about it makes me want to go back and play the first three games again. They're so good. Just because they're they're so good. Such a good fucking. Yeah, dude. If not, I'm down for something new. So let's uh, let's see it. Yeah, show us, show us what you got. All right. Well, this is going to go down as one of the most ridiculous podcasts we've ever had because we've been all over the place. But we're through the news finally, and uh, we're moving forward. So let's talk about new games that are hitting the PlayStation Network this week, and uh, not not anything really amazing, but also not anything. Uh, probably too terrible i like the idea of a game on february 6th coming out called dicey dungeons i'm into that idea who knows what the fuck it is i need to look into that and there's not a lot of lists not three games uh the big one obviously uh is coming up after this one february 7th is prison tycoon under new management on ps5 ps4 and the big one is obviously on february 10th hogwarts legacy is dropping on ps5 and jake is all excited for that one so i don't know man uh I don't know. I think Dicey Dungeons got Hogwarts beat. <laughs> I'm actually looking at images of Dicey Dungeons right now. Um, it's um, got it's got an interesting art style. It reminds me a little bit of that uh, wow, that game great. we got a review code for, um, Haunted Haunt the um, House. Haunt the House. Yeah, it's got like that very flat cartoon style. Yeah, which is interesting. It's got a nine out of ten on Steam, four and a half out of five on Google Play, and uh, people tend to like it. Apparently, it's been out oh, on cool. Well, I don't know if it's been out. Yeah, it initially released on August thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Developed by Distractionware. So 
Well, cool. So it looks like we might have three good games this week because I'm sure those tycoon games. I mean, there's nothing really ever offensive about them. Maybe Prison it's a piece tycoon of shit, but. is interesting. It's like here, let's uh, let's see how we can make money by putting people in jail. <laughs> all of the all of the freaking cells are just like electric chairs. God, you know, someone's gonna play it like The Sims or something, and they're just gonna try and kill everyone. You know what would be a cool VR game is like a. Uh, Shawshank Redemption style game where you have to do a prison break. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Shawshank Redemption is a little sad, but I think that having the idea of a prison break game is kind of interesting, for sure. Yeah, Andy Dufresne, the only man who crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. <laughs> Fucking so good. Oh, all right. Well, let's call it, dude. Let's let's call the podcast. How about we close things off, dude? We are pushing, pushing for two hours today. I didn't expect this because I didn't feel like it was a very busy news week. But um, we had some good conversations. Thanks for writing in, played by Ken and Big Box. And uh, thanks for listening. If you're new to the show, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. And um yeah, don't hesitate to uh, send us any comments, feedback on the YouTube channel. And uh, don't hesitate to write us on Gmail. If you want to throw a dollar our way every month, you know where to find it. Patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome. We are doing this show every Monday of every week. And, well, it airs every Monday. We're doing it usually on the weekend. If you subscribe to Patreon, you might get a free episode. But don't forget... We are recording P.S. This is The Last of Us. So we will be on YouTube late Monday night with an episode of us talking about episode four of the HBO series The Last of Us. You can tune in now and watch our reactions to episodes one, two, and three in our discussions if you'd like. Otherwise, jump in on episode four here coming on this Monday. By the time you hear this, it should be on its way to YouTube probably Monday evening. Um, so yeah, Jake, anything uh, to say to the listeners? Um, uh, dude, the last of us TV show is so good. I, I'm really excited for the next episode. Um, it's going to be kind of hard to beat that last one. Just saying that last episode is pretty fucking dope. Yeah. If you listen to our podcast, you know that we were both very high on it. I, uh, Apparently, I read this somewhere. Apparently, there's a director's cut of that episode that's two hours long. Mm. But it's not, like, released to the public or whatever. Oh, the Blu-ray collection comes out or something. The 4K. It might be on there or something, yeah, which would be really interesting. But um, I am really looking forward to finishing up Mass Effect 3 so that I can jump into Hogwarts on Friday, assuming it isn't a steaming pile of shit when it releases. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna, you know, make a spell or whatever the fuck you do in Harry Potter land. Cause I'm not like a, you know, a Harry Potter aficionado. I just, I like the idea of those. Um, I wish this had come out in December. I'm not going to lie. It was supposed to come out in fall, December, winter time. Cause I always get this like somehow like this like Christmassy feeling when I think about Harry Potter because all the games and all the books or sorry all the movies and all the books and stuff I didn't read any of the books but I but the movies are based on the books or whatever so but all the stories have like a Christmas component to them 
right? Because that's part of the school year. So I don't know. I but either way, I'm still excited. And um, other than that, I don't know that I really have anything else to say. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, this episode was a good one, I think. Yeah, lots of lots of conversation outside of the news, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We we had some good dialogue back and forth, and. Uh, have a great week, listeners. And if you haven't heard, The Last of Us TV series was renewed for a second season already. So that's fucking crazy. But I think maybe we talked about that last episode. Maybe we didn't. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew. If you haven't tuned into that thing, you are missing out. Um, and if you don't have HBO or whatever, that's fine. I understand. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily cheap. It's like 10 bucks a month. Do what Jake said. Maybe just get it after the, all the episodes are out for a month. Listen to it and then cancel your subscription. Or just go buy it or something. I don't know when it's all done. It's definitely worth a watch if you like the game or you're interested in the game at all. So uh, that's it. Thank you, guys. Tune in next week. We'll talk to you then. Like Pat Upon, Prototype, and Panzer Dragoon. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. Awesome.